0: Praise God! I heard a Jewish comedian. He was kind of. Uh, he said he wanted to start with this joke, and he said, uh, "You're not going to believe what happened." This guy walks up to his rabbi. You're not going to believe what happened. My my son left the house, and he became a Christian. And the rabbi went, "Oh, you're not going to believe what happened. My son left the house, and he became a Christian." What are we going to do? And the rabbi says, we're going to pray. And they took, look up to God. And God goes, you're not going to believe what happened. (laughs) Okay, we're going to talk about being an overcomer uh, in spiritual warfare. And um, we've been on this this particular month talking about spiritual warfare. uh, And uh, it's been a, I think it's been fruitful. And uh, one of the things that uh, the Lord's put on my heart is that, like in, in Jeremiah um, six fourteen, there's a little verse that says, uh, "They have not healed the wounds of my. They have. They have not. They have, they have healed the wounds of my people lightly or slightly." Saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. And there's a a growing conviction. See, I went, I came to the Lord when I was 17 years old. And I had demonic bondage. Holding me back. I had levels of fractured brokenness. And open doors to the adversary. And no one... When I came to the Lord, help me, I was healed slightly. And it was not until about 16 years later that the Lord began to address the deeper needs of my soul and begin to really clean out and heal the brokenness, to expel the demonic powers, and to heal those areas of deep brokenness and wounding inside of me. So I have a growing passion that the Lord's anointing would so be so powerful among us that his blood would permeate the demonic atmospheres of people's souls that it would be like the, river, the rivers of God's mercy would overtake the brokenness of this next generation and put hope and faith and release and powers of forgiveness and all these things. And I want to say, I won't say your name for the, the, but I'm pointing at you, buddy. I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. You faced down the giant. Good job. It's equipping. It's, it's training. It's giving the authority. So I want to put a, 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 a prayer up here for us today. Can you pray this just to launch us off? We're going to have another prayer later, but let's pray this. Father God, in Jesus' name, I thank you that I am an overcomer in Christ's power and authority. I thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ, the life of God that cleanses me from sin and gives me authority over all the works of the devil. According to Galatians 5.1, I stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made me free, and I will not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Amen. Amen. Now, I want us to go and look at a, a passage of Scripture. I'm going to go ahead and read it. It'll, it'll be up here, but it's Luke. 11, 14 through 26, there's several slides. Let me just read this and we're going to get a perspective of uh, what Jesus talks about. You know, it's kind of like, uh, how many of you have been snorkeling? Snorkeling, okay. How many of you went down into the ocean without any uh, snorkels on? It was kind of blurry, right? But then you go under the water and you can see, oh, there's a whole different world down here. I remember when, when Heather and I were on our honeymoon and we were in uh, Maui. And uh, wowie Maui, right? We got on a little catamaran and went over to this little island named Lanai, and uh, they, we had some uh, food on the. And I went snorkeling, and I went down in the water, and within like one, one thousand one, one thousand two, I saw the most beautiful octopus just dart behind the wall. I went, oh, 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 wow! You know what a memory. And these beautiful, beautiful fish. I didn't, I didn't even know that they had fish that looked like they had little like, uh, bows on their tails. It was kind of cute. The spirit realm is kind of like that. That we're, we're living up here, but then God says, I want to show you a whole nother realm. And God puts on these spiritual glasses and you see that there's a whole other realm in the invisible realm that you've not been used to that has such a sway. It's different than going in the ocean because this realm has a sway over over our realm. The invisible realm has such a a dominance and there's so many things that happen to people that they don't know that it's an invisible work of darkness holding them back, doing that work on them. So Jesus is going to point some of this out. Now look, this is about him healing somebody and having some, uh, being contested about it. Luke 11, 14 through 26. One day, Jesus cast out a demon from a man who couldn't speak. When the demon was gone, the man began to speak. The crowds were amazed. By the way, look look, look at this. I want us to say this. Jesus did not differentiate between healing and deliverance. He didn't say, over here is healing, over here is deliverance. It, Peter said he went around healing all who were oppressed by the devil. He kind of blended them together. Okay, so it says he 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 casts out a demon and then the guy could speak. They were amazed, but some of them said, "No wonder he can, no wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons." See the skeptics. Others trying to test Jesus, get this, this is crazy, demanded that he showed them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. He just did. Just kooky stuff. Next slide. He knew their thoughts, so he said, any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A family splintered by feuding will fall apart. You say I'm empowered by Satan, but if Satan is divided and fighting against himself, how can his kingdom survive? And if I'm empowered by Satan... How about your own exorcists? They cast out demons too, so they will condemn you for what you've said. Next slide. But I am casting out demons by the power of God. If I'm casting out demons by the power of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. Now, let's pay attention. For when a strong man is fully armed and guards his palace, his possessions, his possessions are safe. Until someone even stronger attacks and overpowers him, strips him of his weapons and carries off his belongings. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. And the last slide on this: when an evil now listen. This. When an evil spirit leaves a person, now Jesus is now what look. Jesus is uh, saying this to people who. Don't bl- follow him and don't believe him. Okay, so he's go- And this is really much clearer over... It. So I added a verse on the end of this slide for Matthew to explain this. He says, When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes out into the desert searching for rest. When it finds none, it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds that its former home is all swept and in order. And then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself... And they all enter the person and live there. So that the person is worse off than before. Now, he's saying this to people who could get some help from one of their exorcists, but because they haven't closed the door to their sinning, and they've opened the door, then the worst comes. He says, this will be the experience of this evil generation. Uh, I used to say a long time ago, I said, uh, see, when it swept in, if it's swept and cleaned, then you want it to be occupied. And being occupied means that you have a profound, deep love for Jesus. And he's now in your life. And I used to say it this way, when sin came knocking at the door, because it will, to get you to open the door to get seven times worse. I would say, "Um, Jesus, will you get the door? I'm hiding behind you. I'm not renting you a room in my home. I'm giving you complete ownership of every room. So we want to talk, we want to walk in the freedom, the next slide, we want to walk in the freedom that Jesus gives us. Therefore, we need instruction on how to become free, and how to stay free and to continue maturing in the Lord. So I'm going to put up some slides here, and I'm going to just kind of recap what was said and what was revealed here in Luke 11, 14 through 26. Number one, many physical ailments and infirmities have their origin in the unseen work of demons. When the demons are cast out, the infirmity leaves. Everybody say, hallelujah. All right. Number two, there are people who associate the miracle working of Jesus to works of darkness. They falsely accuse and always demand more proof. You just run into that. Number three, Jesus declares, if I'm casting out demons by the power of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. Number four, Jesus clarifies the working of demons in the human soul. For when a strong man is fully armed, and guards his palace, his possessions are safe. Uh, I remember, uh, see, if there's a place in your life where you're not in control, then somebody is. If you're not in control and you can't control that, that's an area that probably go ahead, need something expelled from your life. Got it? This language, when a strong man is fully armed, guards his palace, his possessions are safe. I was, uh, years ago, we were in, uh, we, I had a friend come from North Carolina, a prophet, unusual, wonderful prophet, Donald Moore, powerful guy. Um, I've got long stories about this, but I'll just go ahead and give you the little one. He and I were in a side room praying for the men's meeting that we we're having out at uh, Jackson uh, Campground, Jansen Mill. And uh, what happened is I was standing there and uh, this is extraordinary authority. He mumbles something. And I hear him mumble something. And instantly, I feel light-headed and dizzy. And my soul feels like I just got, I felt hollow suddenly. I was dizzy. And I, I kind of went down to my knees. I'm like, I said, what'd you do? And he's just this southern real, he goes, <laughs> I'll cast out a spirit. You know. He casts out a demon out of me. I said, I said what was it? He goes, uh, insecurity over leadership. You had it all your life. Up to that moment, I second-guessed every decision that I ever made. I was always tormented. Did I do the right thing? Did I do the right thing? Do the, do the, and this thing left. It left. And uh, then later that night, we were going to go to bed and I was standing there and he's standing in front of me and he's standing here and I'm standing here and the hair on the back of my neck goes up. I felt something. And he looks over at my shoulder and he says, it wants to get back in he says now you just run it off you clap your hands and run it off the property like you would say get to a dog it come back 5 minutes 5 hours 5 weeks 5 months 5 years it'll keep coming back trying to get back in but you just you just go get and you run it off I'm mean, going. this is I I I wasn't used to that level of authority where somebody goes, just whisper something. Now, then when we were, uh, when Hanover, uh, Maryland, uh, there was a, with Larry Titus and his men's ministry, I was standing there and there was a, a guy and uh, Larry Titus said, uh, I want everybody to go ahead and uh, pray, for, pray for one another and pray for one, you know, each other. And I looked and the Lord said, cast rejection out of this man. So I just went over to him and I said uh, can I pray for you? He said yeah. I said in Jesus name rejection leave this guy. And it left and he went like this. He was like my God what did you do? So you know I, I grew in it. You know what I mean? And he goes oh my God what did you do? And I said well the Lord told me to cast rejection out of you and I, and I did. He goes I didn't know I had that. And then the Lord gave me a word. He said this has kept you from getting married. This has held you back from developing a relationship. And he had never, like me, he'd never seen anybody with authority like that. Well, Jesus, see, look, somebody stronger has to come. Stronger than the strong man. And so Jesus declares that his authority over the demons, when someone strong, number five, when someone uh, even stronger attacks, everybody say the word attacks. Okay, say overpowers. Okay, say strips, and then say carries off. This is the ministry of Jesus. Jesus attacks, overpowers, strips of weaponry, and carries off the the captive and says, here, back into the arms of the Father. Hallelujah. So he's he's the stronger one. And number six, Jesus makes a definitive statement. If anyone isn't with me, he opposes me. And anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. And number seven, Jesus clarifies the working of the demons. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert searching for rest. When it finds none, it says, I will return to the person I came from. Number eight, Jesus further clarifies the working of demons so that uh, to the one who does not submit to God and resist the devil. Now, this is to the person who doesn't submit to God and resist the devil. And there are other key spiritual Principles from the Word of God that we need to lay hold of uh, to uh, maintain our freedom. Okay, promises of God are contended for. When you receive them, then you maintain them. Okay, it says re- so. It re- it returns and finds its former home, all swept in. And in order, then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there, so the person is worse off than before. Here's how I look at it I have this idea like, okay, let's pretend uh, for a minute there's a person with a spirit of addiction, and the guy is, you cast, they cast the addiction out. But then later they go back and they do it all over again. Now, what could happen is that you could have now seven times worse. And here's, here's an idea you could have a, a spirit of deception come with the addiction. You could have a spirit of lying. You could have a spirit of shame. You got a spirit of anger. You got a spirit of uh, self-hatred, a spirit of rejection of God. You got a spirit of suicide. So now you got a bundle of demonic things that come back in because you haven't pursued submitting to God and resisting the devil and walking in the way of the freedom so let's look at this next one. There are no, uh, let's see what I've got. Uh, demons of retaliate. They are sore losers. They harass, seeking to get back in where they uh, controlled before. And the next slide, there are no strong demons. This is really important. There are no strong demons. There are only weak wills. You need to get that in to your, because the only reason it's strong to you is because you're weak you've had a habit that has partnered with it. I was talking to somebody recently. I said, when, when they, they had a spirit, leave them. And the, the next day they, uh, we talked and he said, you know, it feels like an old friend is gone. He says, but it's not a friend that I like. And that's something. So how who many of you many remember, well, I went to the enemy's camp and I took, Back what he stole from me, and I took back what he stole from me, and I took back what he stole from me. Well, I went to the enemy's camp, and I took back what he stole from me. He's under my feet, 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 he's under my feet. feet. Satan, he's under my feet. (laughs) <laughs> so I want to put up uh, a prayer that can be uh, strengthening it'll be in the bulletin next week let's pray this okay now by the way this is, this is just to strengthen the will with the word of God in a prayer form okay now there's two slides let's declare it out now Now I added something yeah let's let, Heather that's a good idea let's all stand together to declare this I added something I want you to see something uh, when it says harassing thought and symptoms. So if you get freedom from some area of sickness and that symptom comes back, you can rebuke the symptom. And that's, I don't know why, but I don't know, about 10 years ago or so, maybe more, I learned anytime I get a symptom, I rebuke it. I just rebuke symptoms. Uh, you, have you ever got, oh, I feel a cold coming on, and then you get a cold. How many of you have ever oh, uh, I rebuke that symptom? <laughs> You can, you can withstand stuff, okay? So anyway, let's go ahead and stir up your heart. Speak this with a bit of authority. Okay, now here's the key. Here's the key thing. This is important. When we say I repent of any, anything in me, this is really important because the idea is that you don't want to be in a cooperation or accommodating anything. So this is kind of a key, key strengthening of the will into it. Okay, let's go. Father God, in Jesus' name. I repent of anything in me that would accommodate or cooperate with this harassing thought and symptom. I hate it with a perfect hatred, and I count it my enemy. And now I renounce this harassing thought and symptom. I completely disown it. I command it to leave me in Jesus' name. The next slide. Be gone I plead the blood of Jesus over my mind, body, and emotions as I declare that all agreements with this harassing thought and symptom are broken. Lord, I receive your perfect love, for your perfect love casts out all fear. Praise you, Lord, for my freedom in Jesus Christ. Amen amen okay go ahead and be seated i want to carry on a little bit more we'll hustle through this uh second corinthians 2 11 uh, the new the new king james says lest satan should take advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices in the english standard version so that we would not be outwitted by satan for we are not ignorant of his designs so i want to go ahead and look at five five quick uh, tactics number one the snake uh, now the, the serpent was more crafty than any other beast in the field that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, did God actually say, you shall not eat of any of the tree in the garden? Next slide. The tactic is to get you to doubt God's word. That's a tactic. There's going to be an approach to your mind to say, now here's your, your choice. You can live any woe which, which way you want and open up any door to sin you want. Or you can say, I believe God's word above my opinions. I want to live according to the word of God, regardless of how I feel about it. I fear the Lord, I will not doubt his word. That's the decision, okay? Next tactic, bird. Mark 4, 4, he showed some, uh, as he sowed some seed fell along the path and the birds came and devoured it. Mark four fifteen. and these are the ones along the path where the word is sown and they hear, and Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown. So here's the tactic. The tactic to steal the word of God from your mind and your heart. There is a work of darkness that when even you receive something right here, sometimes you end up in an argument walking out the door. And the devil's got it. Stole it. Number three, a wolf. John 10, uh, 12, who is a hired hand and not a shepherd. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, Sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. So the tactic? To separate you from the body of Christ. There, uh, once a person gets away for a while, they just don't do well. There's something about coming in every week and receiving the divine breath of God through his spirit into your soul. Lifting up, hearing the positive encouragement from the word of God and there's a strengthening of your, in addition to your own uh, reading of the word. Number four, a lion, like a roaring lion. 1 Peter 5.8, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Devil's tactic is to intimidate you and to cause you to fear. How many of you have been through this one? Oh gosh, you just suddenly get all intimidated. It's a work. But I want to tell you this. The next line. Jesus is the only true lion. Hallelujah. Revelation 5, 5. And one of the elders said to me, Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered. So that they can, he can open the scroll and its seven seals. So Jesus is the only true lion. He's a fake lion. Okay. Number five. The dragon. Revelation twelve nine, The great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil, Satan, the one who deceiving the whole world has, was thrown down to earth. With all his angels. The tactic, and this is basically the one going on today, pretty heavy, to deceive you. Okay, but I have some good news for you the dragon's fate. Revelation 12, 20, 20 verse 2. He sees the dragon, that old serpent, who is the devil, Satan, and bound him in chains for a thousand years. Somebody could say, Hallelujah. And then he lets him out for a short time, and it all goes wrong for him, and here's the devil's judgment. Revelation 2010: um, Get all happy. And the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet were, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever." Hallelujah. So you can be an overcomer through the blood of Jesus Christ. Just a a moment here. The greatest warfare that Jesus accomplished was through being crucified, being buried, and being resurrected. His greatest warfare was submitting to the Father's will and dying to any human inclination to get out of it. He went through. His will was completely engaged, not in self preservation, but in active obedience unto death. And then, of course, the shedding of his blood in sacrifice for us is our eternal covering for protection and for provision in the spirit realm. And we are forgiven and redeemed by the precious blood of. Of Jesus Christ that is now sprinkled in heaven's mercy seat. I want us to look at uh, Revelation 12. See what's the next slide? Yeah, Revelation 12. How many of you know this one well? Let's say it. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. They overcame. Would you just say this? Say about five times. Say the blood. Say the blood. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. I want to ask if you would be regularly saying that over areas of your life. If you have physical ailments, just start saying the blood, the blood, the blood. The mercy seat is in heaven now. It was just like it was in the Old Testament. I was going to get pictures, but I just want to say the mercy seat now is in heaven. Jesus went there, put his blood on it, and it is the fountainhead of all the mercies that flow into the world. It's the the power of mercy. It's the mercy. The mercy of God enables you to repent, forgive, do all kinds of things you didn't have any ability to do because it comes to you and says, I know that you deserve it, but you're not going to receive what you deserve. I'm going to just give you all the resources of heaven. Hallelujah. And the blood has this power. Now, here's the thing about it. You were not, uh, let me see, overcoming through the blood. Let's put the next slide up. Overcoming coming through the blood. This is amazing. Genesis 3.21, uh, this one verse that says, and the Lord God made clothing from, from animal skins for Adam and his wife. The first person who shed blood through an animal sacrifice was God himself. To create a covering for Adam and his wife who had sinned. Picture of Jesus coming to be sacrificed as the Lamb of God to create a covering over you. Let's go ahead and worship and praise the Lord for minute. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, this word overcomer, the first time this word we'll stand in just a second. The first time this word uh, the first concept of this is in Deuteronomy 28:13 and the Lord will make you the head. Let's say it together. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail and you shall only go up and not down if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you today being careful to do them. This first promise of being overcome and then it picks up in the New Testament next slide overcomer through the blood Luke 10:19. ever say this? Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Let's go ahead and stand together. Jesus gives us this power. And the last slide, you were not. Re- Listen to me. You were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold but with the precious blood of Christ. Let's lift our hands and lift our hearts to the Lord. Now, Father, I ask that the revelation of your powerful blood, this overcoming power that would just saturate the hearts and minds of every person here, just go ahead and lift up a gratitude in your heart. But the Lord is, I feel, I just saw a picture. The Lord is going to take some of you today from a place where you have been defeated and he's going to set you in a place where you won't be defeated anymore. He's going to shift you over from defeat today into a non-defeated place. Let's go ahead and praise him for that. I feel like the Lord said, I'm shifting you over into a place. Just embrace the word. Don't let the devil take the word. You are an overcomer in him. Let's worship Him. Praise Your Lord. Praise you, Lord. For you are the child that the Lord has longed for, for you are the one that his heart has gone and sought for, and he has longed for the victories that he has won to be active and living and fulfilled in your life so we praise you lord i thank you lord for this this prophetic encouragement that are things that have been of a defeated nature in your body that no longer will have that strength anymore no longer i feel like i'm prophesying a releasing word let's go ahead and praise the lord for a releasing word the power of the blood is activated here there this is there are things that the lord says i I'm going to shift you from being under that and you will no longer be under that or activated in that anymore. You'll be activated in uh, in the authority as a warrior, as an overcomer through the power of the blood of Jesus. Praise the Lord praise the Lord you're going to taste the mercies of God and depths that you haven't known the Lord is going to give you a grace to understand and function in because he loves you so deeply and he wants you to know how deeply secure you truly are in him you will not be under the insecurity of the world anymore you will be his rooted and grounded in his mercies for your life praise the Lord let's go ahead and praise the Lord hallelujah Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you for this. We praise you for this. You have done it for us and we attach ourselves to you and detach from everything else. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.